as the world outside seems to be getting darker, colder and more oppressive with each day. It is more important than ever to connect to the truth of who you are, the light within, so that you can shine that through you, from you, out to those around you. Midday mindfulness is being created specifically to deliver you all the information that you will ever require in order to inspire and empower yourself to become the source of your own inspiration and with it your own liberation. In this weekly podcast, Kane Stromberg and all of his amazing guests bring to you the very secrets to reality, how to go about actually becoming an energy master and with it mastering life itself. Consciousness expansion is the name of my game and so you will know my name is Kane. Welcome to Midday Mindfulness. In this weekly podcast, we share with you the very secrets to reality and how to go about actually creating the life of your dreams in all ways. Only through the upliftment and liberation of yourself can you then deliver this information to everybody else so that together, now, we can create a world of true equality. For all. I welcome you to the family, to the tribe, to the club and look forward to connecting with you on a deeper level very soon. Greetings, infinite blessings and welcome to another moment of now and another episode of Midday Mindfulness. My name is Kane Stromberg, the Cosmic Surfer and it is my passion and purpose, as well as my privilege, to share with you the information gifted to me by Source, so that together we can create a world of true harmony, of true equality, knowing that it all starts from within, and that self-love leads to an acceptance and love for everybody else. Today's episode is actually a, a changeover, a point of realization of expansion of focus in a different direction i'm going to continue to do the midday mindfulness series incorporating meditation work healthy diet healthy body healthy mind aspect of awareness and information delivered and also incorporating the mainstream meditation channel as we tune in to tune out, enjoying the adventure of life, one breath at a time. And as well as this, I'm starting a new channel, a higher frequency. And the higher frequency is going to continue forward with the more groundbreaking and expansive content, with today's episode being the fabric of reality what reality is and how to go about actually manipulating it to your own benefit. Knowing that if we look at it all as a computer game, that the character that you play is dependent on the attributes and qualities that it possesses. If you believe yourself limited and lacking, then don't be surprised that your life is limited and lacking. So with that said, greetings, infinite blessings, and welcome 
to the first ever episode of a higher frequency, providing you everything that you could ever need in your ascension and transformational journey as we guide each other home back to the eternal and infinite self. <laughs> so give me a moment and allow me to introduce the amazing Dave Vargas. Dave is a personal empowerment coach himself, working with spirit in a healing manner with his clients, delivering his own podcast, Living Out Loud, that I had the honor of being a guest on not too long ago. We did a competition recently together to allow for a connection to take place for a giveaway. It was a giveaway to, uh, to provide a space in a session or a package, a course or whatever manner it was that each of the coaches brought to the table to then allow for somebody to gain access to it that may otherwise not have wanted to do so. So allow me a moment and I will introduce Dave. A very, very warm welcome to each and every one of you. Welcome to Midday Mindfulness and also actually a changeover episode into the first ever episode of a higher frequency. It is my absolute honor and privilege to have the amazing Dave Vargas with us today as a special guest. And we're going to be speaking all about and breaking down and delivering a better or more easy to understand terminology of the fabric to this reality to your reality to our co-created reality dave my brother it's amazing to see you once again thank you for ever so much for being on the show and please please introduce yourself to the listeners hey kane i'm so glad to be back with you you know thank you True. for having me on with you and to talk with everybody um you know, if you're new to me, I, I'm a transformation mindset coach. Uh, and I've been following this, this path for 10 years. And I started, as they say, being awake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I started forming my very own personal philosophy, uh, living out louder. And, you know, being more, being more of self, being more of this human meat flesh. And that's, that's turning 10 years old uh, this year, uh, actually. Living Out Louder being your podcast. That I had the yes. privilege of being a guest on myself. Yes, absolutely. It's, the podcast is an extension of that, but the, the brand itself, if you will, my personal philosophy and, mm -hmm. and who I am is uh, turning 10 years old this year. So I'm pretty excited about that. Nice. What was happening to celebrate that? So I will be uh, returning the podcast. I'm going to be doing more uh, events. I just had a law of attraction boot camp, Amazing. and yes, so it's going to be a lot, lot more events, and a lot more in person as well as that starts to open up later in the year. Mm -hmm. 
And because this is going to change around, even though the the world is being very cautious right now, uh, things will change. Nothing stays. Nothing's permanent. Nothing stays the same. Nothing Everything's ever. evolving. Yeah. That was something that my my oldest son probably two years ago we were sat having a picnic in the park and he was watching people walk past and he said to me daddy nothing's ever the same it's always changing even between each moment and he said like as i'm breathing because we spoke about the breath earlier in the day and he said each part of the breath is changing it's never the same each person moving they're moving a tiny bit every second there's always a change and that that to me is a perfect example of the amount of information that the youth today have brought with them or that they stay and connected to. And it's that realization that it is all perfect. That at the moment there is a lot of isolation and separation from each other, but that's causing people to start to look within and to realize that they can actually affect their own external reality by changing that within. Positives always. It, yes, it, it, it's not just, you know, hippy trippy, uh, you know, let's look at this because all true awakening, true light workers, uh, the truth of the matter is, is being able to be in the darkness, being inside chaos and confusion and having the tools to perform alchemy, having the tools to see through it and to be able to shine a light on that darkness rather than being consumed and overtaken by it. Beautiful, beautiful image. Yes, we are the light ourselves in completion and wherever we venture into, if there is a, a dark cave as an example, and I was speaking to, to a beautiful woman yesterday uh, who is going to come on to do some work with myself. And what I was shown, to her, shown for her is that she's scared of the dark. And it's the light within us that illuminates even the darkest of realms. If we allow it to, or if we convince ourselves that we're subjected to the darkness, then we will allow it to come in. It's as if somebody's knocking on your door your house, your castle is your body. You are the queen in charge of her queendom or the king in charge of his kingdom. And it's up to you who you allow into your castle, into your kingdom, into your keep. If somebody knocks on the door and you know that they're going to bring negativity and hostility, you just say, no, thank you. No, not today. And you can, can continue to be positive in your own creation of it. If you let them in and they start causing havoc, then you've, you've accepted that. You've brought that into yourself. And I believe my, my theory, my learnings in this is that it's to do with self-worth. So if we don't feel worthy of standing our own ground and making ourselves the most important person in our life, then we'll always bend over backwards to please another person. So what have you done during your awakening? What was your moment where you thought, actually, as we were discussing before we started, I'm going to do what I want to do as opposed to what society might expect of me or what my peers or my family or my parents might want from me? Well, 
you know, the, the biggest revelation was that, you know, that, that I'm not just a, a, a meat puppet, that I'm not just, it's just not random, mm -hmm. that my focus, my ability to focus on me. And I, I think the number one thing when I first started awakening, first started seeing that there's more, that I tore up or began to, uh, the victim card. Amazing. And I'm not a, a, a victim of the outside circumstances. You know, if, Amazing. Uh, it, you know, that it, I remember distinctly, I, I was doing a task that was very, very difficult, very hard. And I remember specifically saying to myself, well, you know, my, father is not here, you know, who verbally and uh, physically abused me all throughout my life. You know, my father's not here. My, the, the, the characters that have, uh, that I have imprisoned in my mind yeah. are not, are not in front of me right now. They're not here. They are not the ones preventing me from completing what I need to do before me right now hmm. I, just just very quickly on that so as an as a representation for anyone listening if there's somebody outside themselves that they have placed a blame on that they're the victim at the hands of their oppressor say it be their parents say it be their boss say it be their their partner or their angry neighbor if that person is removed in the physical representation so if you were to move house and move away to a new area or they moved, or they passed on to the next part of their venture, as in they died, then you no longer have that external representation of the internal program that you've created representing them as being the repressor of you. And you have to come back and go, hang on, if they're not the person that's victimizing me, then it's all in my head. And it allows you to then actually see it from an alternative perspective. So again, it's changing our, our perspective of the situation changing what we look at, what we focus on, and then what we grow. Beautiful. Go on, sorry. <laughs> sorry to interrupt. It was a very, no. very powerful image that I just wanted to share then. Well, it is, that, that is, it, it's worthy to pause on that. That's, you know, that could be a whole show in and of itself to talk about that because that's not the path to freedom because when we're imprisoning somebody and we put this guilt and this blame on someone else, it, you know, when you're putting someone in prison, mm -hmm. it, it, the warden of the prison and the prisoner <laughs> are, are, are are, are still captive. And they're you, one you and the same. Yeah. One and the same. Yeah. There's one and the same, and you're both, you know, in prison. You're both holding on to this guilt. And most importantly, you're reviewing the past, which is already gone. You're, you're still on a time loop. 
mm-hmm. of something that is no longer real. Mm-hmm. So it's it's imprisonment. So the path to freedom is just ripping up your victim card that yes, this did happen to me, but it's not happening right now. Amazing. I would I would agree that the most powerful realization or moment that aha moment when everything shifted was when i stopped playing the victim because that's all we are we're just playing we're playing different characters in this game of life that we are experiencing simultaneous to co-creating and for anyone listening that is interested it's the the book that i read that changed my entire life was the power of now by totally it was a glimpse into the fact that, hang on, I'm not subjected to these feelings or these thoughts. This negative thought doesn't defy me or control me. It's just something that I'm experiencing and I can let it go and focus back on the positives. And something that became almost a mantra to myself was never waiting, always creating. Because we are creators. Everything we do is creation. And if we are playing a victim role, we are creating ourselves that role to play. We can quite easily change the characteristic of the character we're playing and be the creator, be the successor, be the achiever, because it's our fucking game. I'm player one in my game, and it's up to me what experiences I have. One of, oh, poor me, I was fucking shit, I won't get off. Or, yes, this is it, this is life how fucking exciting it is to be here, to be able to experience this, to have communications with other like-minded awakened souls such as yourself and to continue to share our, our passion and our wisdom with the world around us. It's phenomenal. It's a fucking gift. Yeah. Truly. It, it, yes. It's, and we don't see that, you know, because as you pointed out, we are playing a role and, you know, our beliefs are formed by repetition, something that we keep going over and over and over. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, that's a repetition of information is how I form a belief. Yep. It, it's also how I can also form a new belief, a repetition of new information. So that's the good news. But I know my name is, you know, David, because someone said it in my early years a million times until I finally responded to it, you know, I, you know, David, and I, oh, I think they're talking to me, but it, so we're so used to playing a role. We're so used to feeling a certain way. Mm-hmm. We, we feel disempowered and, you know, because there's two different types of, uh, ways of looking at reality or what we think is reality. And for most people, we're looking at it objectively, which is looking at the object. It is as it is. That's it. We're looking at an objective reality where, you know, and, uh, and the more better way is looking at it subjectively you know that there's more reasoning uh, behind it and so what's the the differences uh you know between that well to get a better idea of that um 
you know, when we're under the objective model, we're a primate that became conscious. But under the subjective model, I am the consciousness that became a primate. Hmm. Under the objective model, I am alone and separate from everything in the known universe. But under the subjective model, we are united and we're one with everything in the known universe. Mm. You know, Beautiful. the objective model, your thoughts, beliefs, and feelings, they have no effect on reality. But under the subjective model, your thoughts, beliefs, and feelings create your reality. No, they do. And, you know, under the objective model, you realize you're an insignificant speck of slowly decaying matter. But under the subjective model, you realize you are God who has forgotten its absolute divinity. Mm. You know? Beautiful. Beautifully, beautifully put, yeah. And it's the realization that if something, if we're always trying to achieve something, if there's an object that we have attached our mind to and we desire the achievement or creation of, there's something that we have to do. I'm objectively focused on this thing that I have to do and it's really serious and it must get done. Or we can separate and actually look at it as though it's a subject, as though we're learning from it, and it's just an experience. So subjectively, I'm here, and I can do whatever the fuck I want to do whenever I want to do it. Everything I choose to do has various consequences, and it's dependent on whether I want to experience the consequences of my action to whether I take the action or not. But knowing that it's a choice, it's like, oh, hello, what am I gonna to do today? What's, what's on the cards for today? And again, as we were speaking about, it's allowing for the wind to, to blow us in directions and allowing for the chips to fall where they may more often than trying to carry too many chips with us. Oh, I've, I've done all this work and I've created this thing that I need to carry with me now. It's getting quite heavy because I don't really have much passion for it, but my mind's telling me to stay attached to it. So I'm going to carry it with me, even though it's really heavy and it's limiting my enjoyment. It's not. Put it down. If you want to come and pick it up again, come and pick it up in the future. It will still be there. Learn yeah. to put things down. I yes, I that's that's part of it. It's it's knowing when, you know, because a a, a big fallacy, a big lie, and we were talking about beliefs. You know, you can't teach a, an old dog new tricks. I am who I am, I'm set in my ways. And that can be further from the truth. We think we know it all, e individually, each one of us. Mm -hmm. I know everything, I know more than God. I know more than, I know better than divine intelligence. And as we were taught, you, you were just saying about objective, and looking at an object and being, there was a great thing about a thought. We think we know everything about everything. I remember seeing this great talk um, a couple of years ago. 
and, and it was discussing about uh, thought and our limited capacity of the definition of each item, each thing, object in our life. And so it was a great talk with uh, Deepak Chopra and uh, Sadhguru. I love that man. I love both men. Yeah. And, you know, and they had both, you know, the Eastern uh, wise in the ancient wisdom and, you know, one's more, a little more polished. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the interviewer asked uh, Deepak Chopra, you know, uh, you know, what do you think about this? And as always, he gave a very, uh, you know, cute, polished, articulate answer. Mm -hmm. And the interviewer now went to Sadhguru and you know, many people may know who Deepak Chopra is, but uh, if you don't know who Sadhguru is, he's a very wise uh, Eastern uh, wise man. And he dresses in the, uh, the ancient Indian robes, uh, the turban, has a big white flown beard. You know, he, he looks like an ascended master. He does. <laughs> yeah. And so the interviewer turns to her, it turns to him, asks him the same question, what do you think? And he just looks at the audience and says, I don't think. The whole audience just laughed. Oh. Yeah. He's like, no, really, because what a thought is, what a thought is, is a recycled experience. My past data giving me, letting me know what I think in my limited past experience of a definition of what a window is, of a chair is, what a cup is. I automatically know that I can pick this up without much deliberation over it that I can pick it up, safely drink it if it's full. Mm -hmm. So we have, throughout our limited time in this human vessel on this return trip, <laughs> have placed a label and a judgment on everything. Yes. That is a perfect introduction to share a very, very powerful realization that I have received recently. Channeled, downloaded, been gifted, whatever terminology that you'd like to use, whatever label that would like to be attached. So everything we experience perfectly, as you were just saying, is within the mind, other than the actual experience itself. To be part of the experience is to live in zero point, is to live in now. Every time that we think about something, we're either going back or forwards. The past doesn't really exist. It's gone. It exists in one place and one place alone, which is within the mind. And within the mind, we have varying views and memories of the past. My, my memory of a past event will be completely unique and separate to anybody else's. My projection of a future event will be completely unique and separate to anybody else's dependent on my previous experiences and the 
the information that I collect and place accordingly in a certain bracket, whether it's positive, negative, uplifting, repressive, et cetera, et cetera. And then I will try to either walk towards or run away from that event, depending on whether my defense mechanism, my ego thinks that it's a positive or a negative experience. Chelsea. Hello. Beautiful. <laughs> so what I realized recently is that just as we are attaching the mind to everything without the mind, there is nothing. So everything is energy vibrating at different frequencies. Fact, whatever way you look at it, scientifically, spiritually, matter of factually, that is a baseline agreement that we can all build from. So everything being energy vibrating at different frequencies without the mind, there's nothing to interpret that energy and to process it into being a solid or liquid or hearing it as sound as an example. So without the mind, it doesn't matter. The expression, it doesn't matter, means that really you don't mind. You've not attached your mind to it. Somebody says, do you want to go for, do this or this? You're like, I don't mind because you have no forward projection. There's no thought involved. I don't mind. Either way is fine. So when we don't mind, it doesn't matter. And without the mind, there is no matter. So then we get caught in that balance where if I attach to the mind too much, it becomes very heavy and repressive and controlling. But without the mind to be there, there's nothing to experience the actual sensation of the experience because it's all processed through the mind. Yeah. And that brings us back to the fabric of reality in the construct of the game that we're simultaneously playing to co-creating. So me being the main character in my game, you are the main character in yours, and we're now co-creating this game together, playing a level together in each other's games. You're a secondary character in my game, as I am in yours. You're still the main character. And if you are in a position of, let's say you go to work and your boss is being very heavy and repressive and controlling, if you believe that they're in control and you give them the main character role, then you've adopted a secondary character in your own game. So just think about that for a moment. You've given away your player one ability to somebody else because of the way they're acting. So instead of this, why not go, okay, I'm player one. They are another secondary character. It's a boss. Okay, they're being very heavy and controlling and repressive. What is it that is, this is here to teach me? How is it that I overcome this boss, this level, this end of the mission, let's say, so that I can move on to the next one? Feeling controlled, feeling repressed, feeling victimized. How do I overcome this level so I can move past it, learn and grow from it and transcend it? And then when you look back to it, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that level. I remember how that character used to feel. Now look at me. Now look at all the information that I have access to simply by letting go of a feeling of victimization, of a feeling that there's something outside you that is controlling you. Come back to the heart, back to the center, and realize that it's all self-created. And this experience, this conversation, you have created this. I am just a channel to deliver information to you so that you can absorb it and remember who you are. And that's what we do, Dave. We channel through information that is accessible to everyone, just because we have gotten out of the way of ourselves and allowed us the capability of doing so. Yes, I couldn't uh, agree more. That's why we're um, 
we're all here right now. It's within our own consciousness. So this is why it's being played out uh, right now. Yes. And to, to, to touch upon what you were just, you know, saying it's for so long, exactly, we get given our power away because for so long, the repetition of information because um, I was getting abused. I'm, I'm used to people um, taking advantage of me or uh, have this authority over me that I don't know how to behave in a different manner. And so then it's now, it's breaking that conditioning. We hear programs, we hear condition before, but we're conditioned to act a certain way. So it is very scary, but it's you. It's acting the way that you want to act. It's acting. It's it's actually saying, "I do want to be the first player," as 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 you called it. I want to be the lead actor. I want to be the lead actress in my movie instead of the supporting. You know supporting cast, the one that's sitting on the bench, the one that's just helping everybody else, uh, you know, have the big role in my life. So it is very scary, but it's something that you have to do if you want to enjoy a much more better and realized life of fulfilling dreams and wishes and fantasies. Yes. It, it's, Another reason why it's so can be hard at first, so we're used to behaving a certain way. We're used to letting everybody have power. We're not used to having a voice to say, no, I, no, I'm not going to do this. I don't like this. I don't, no. And so, so the ability to say no is huge, mm. but more than that is seeing the objects for what they are. It's realizing who we are. I'm not this meat puppet. I'm not this, I am the consciousness. I am not a fucking body. It is seeing the illusions of reality. Now, why is it illusions of reality? Energy is neither created nor destroyed. Just changes form. Scientists and theologists will give the same answer. If you talk about what's the, the definition of energy or the definition of God. It's not omnipotent. It's everywhere at all places at all times. Mm -hmm. I am a, a stream of energy that cannot be destroyed. So that's the, the taste of, I, I'm not, and this is a huge concept to really, I am not a body. You are experiencing the body, but you are not subjected or housed solely within the body. That's not who I am. This is a, a huge concept to real, but I am not a body. 
-hmm. That's not who I am. This is not who I am. We are the we are the one mind. We're the one part of the one consciousness in the mind of the divine intelligence. Yes. Just as when you're playing a computer game, you don't believe yourself to be the avatar character, but you're still experiencing the game through that character. We are the avatar vessels that are being played by the player behind it and also being created simultaneously to playing it. So just very quickly to touch on astral projection, because that's just what was given to me. When we astral project in our dream state, we travel off outside of this this body and we can experience anything that we align ourselves to vibrationally and we travel outside and are given information relevant to our, our experiences the day before or what's to come in the future let's say astral projection is something we do at all times i'm astral projecting now because i'm experiencing this body so where i reside in source that i am everything in completion part of me has astral projected into this body to experience this event this moment of now simultaneous to creating it with you and at the same time i'm also off elsewhere amongst the cosmos experiencing a multitude of other experiences but the conscious awareness of this self the ego mind the human mind believes itself to be only within this vessel so i would suggest the most powerful and easy way to connect back to the truth of who we are is through meditation. Is that something that was a catalyst in your realization of self exiting the, the, the body, the mind and entering into the cosmic consciousness of I, as opposed to the egoic separate I? Yes, that is a very powerful tool in my everyday life. Mm -hmm. To this day, I put on, I also put on events at least once a month. I put on a uh, full moon meditation event every month. I plans to want to do it once a week. And when that time comes, that time will come. But mm -hmm. I want to promote how powerful mm -hmm. silence is, how powerful doing nothing is. Because the mind is always going. It doesn't mean we're thinking. It, we're, the ego chatter and the, and the daily trivia is going, you know, I got to do this. I got to go to the grocery store. I got to, you know, the doctor's appointments. What's for dinner? I got to make this. What do the kids want? We're never sitting down and saying, who am I? Whenever sitting down, reasoning, using the mental faculty that divine source gave us, which is reason, and sitting down and using our imagination, sitting down, what do I enjoy? What do I, what do I love? What, what do I want to explore now? Mm -hmm. And, but most importantly, is to not have any of those thoughts to shut the the ego monkey mind voice off and it's the this power of sitting and there's a huge reason why i feel uh and yes meditation had such a tremendous impact on me i i 
resisted it at first. It was very difficult to shut my mind off. But what I found was that after some time, you know, doing it longer than five minutes, then longer than 10, then longer than 15, longer than 20 minutes. When I noticed, because everyone's going to do it, when that thought comes in, that recycled experience that you get triggered, you may hear, you know, because we hear something. We hear something in the outside antenna, a car horn, a door shut, mm -hmm. so, and it triggers triggers us to start dwelling on a thought. And when we're in meditation, when we notice, hey, I'm dwelling on this. Uh, I'm, I'm down this tunnel of this thought. It's, once you notice it, it's, all right, no, back away. And instead of dwelling on it and going down the tunnel of it where it's, the ego is trying to take you on its quest of control is to be the witness. Yes. I am strengthening my mind muscles, my self muscles to be able to, when this thought floats in, I'm able to be the witness. I'm able, when I start noticing, I, I'm able to say, let it pass. I'm able to say, this too shall pass. Yeah, don't hate, uh, put the claws in it and dwell in it. Because when it comes in, we're going to dwell. We're going to start thinking about the outcomes or what do I need to do or it, let it pass. So meditation is the strengthening of that muscle, if you will, a spiritual muscle to be able to, when something comes in, to be the witness. Beautiful. To me, that, and that was a huge aspect to me that I can control my thoughts. I can control what's going on in here instead of being, you know, the victim of the outside world. And also, I would say, add another aspect to the control factor. In Once we realize we have control, we then realize we can let go of control and that everything is still perfect. As long as we are aware of an internal compass that's guiding us. And that compass is love. For myself it's always love and if it is something that i went out today and i was just saying thank you to people like hello have a nice day and there was somebody there with their son collecting rubbish and i said thank you so much and they because of again the situation everybody's quite closed off from one another i just want to go out and love on everyone just hug everyone just be like hi i'm here let me love you and i'm finding it quite quite interesting being separate from from humanity in that con concept in the physical concept but i know energetically that i am with everyone at all times because i am an aspect of everything everyone at all times as now is the only time so everything's happening now and everything's happening simultaneous across whatever dimension of reality that we are experiencing at any one time and meditation connects us into that 
to that aspect to that data stream of information let's say so if we were likened to reality frequency of vibration the law of attraction how to raise your frequency and how to materialize or manifest that which your heart desires the most simplistic way that i would explain it is that we're born blank like a computer we have various programs installed upon us and then when somebody comes along and presses f2 it responds in the pre-designated way that it was programmed to do so just like a computer the computer now has access to the internet the internet of all things it's the internet which is the data stream the, the higher consciousness that we connect to when we meditate you ask a question you go in to meditate you go through i go through a door into the realm beyond and then there's only silence there i leave everything in the waiting room before i venture forwards and then it's just information it's just pure consciousness and i collect everything that is required whether i'm aware of it or not come back and i'm like oh i didn't even realize that i needed that information but that's relevant and the more we let go of a desire to to move in a specific direction the more free we are to move in the most true most beneficial direction so meditation to me was a life changer really phenomenally changed my life and it is probably the most heartfelt creative element that i now do i, I put a weekly podcast out a uh, weekly meditation out sorry mm -hmm. and the one that is to be shared soon has a specific focus of attention and it is the co-creation of our environment that we are experiencing so if we were all again let's use a tv as an example this time and the tv has the potential to receive all frequencies of channel that are around it all the channels are spinning around in the air whatever channel you tune the tv into it shows you we are the tv we view it from the inside thinking that it's the external world i'm going to turn the, the external world on to love i go out and i look for love i see love i'm going to turn it on to anger because i am angry in myself and i'll project that outside and believe it to be the outside world and the outside world views it as us it's the same one screen we hold the remote control so at the moment and this is a very very serious point of view here so anybody listening please make sure that you you really embody this truth okay what you focus upon you grow if you've got a chip let's say every day you get an energy chip and whatever you put that chip into from primarily over 50 percent as though it's a seesaw balancing itself out you can have negative thoughts great perfect allow them to flow past and return back to positivity if you are more primarily negative which is what is happening at the moment you feed the negative energy you raise that negative vibration in the collective and you actually feed into the very thing that you're trying to move away from focusing on the repression focusing on the separation focusing on the fear the anger it leaves you vibrating in accordance to that thing and feeding it within the collective allow yourself to be angry because it's a perfectly normal human emotion and then just let it go because it's not serving you a river, if somebody comes along and throws rubbish into a river, the river doesn't go, oh, fuck you. That's not my rubbish. I'm going to hold on to that. Hey, I'm going to hold on to it because it's not mine. It just goes, oh, it's not my rubbish and just flows it away. Somebody comes along and throws anger or hostility at you. 
a duck to water, let it run off you and continue with your day. If you hold it, oh, what do they do? I'm poor me, poor me, poor me. They've victimized me, they've repressed me, they've angered me, poor me, poor me. Then you go around mindlessly being poor me, playing that character and creating more characters that are poor me in the co-created game. Co-creation is the focus of our collective awareness. And whatever we focus upon, we grow. The reason that certain things in reality hold a lot of power is because collectively we believe them to. The reason God answers your prayers is because there's a large collective frequency of belief that God will answer your prayers. Therefore, if you enter into that belief, if you enter into that channel of frequency, God will answer your prayers. You're answering your own prayers, it's not God. Again, you step down the ladder, angels, or in the spiritual awakening journey, meditation, or healthy eating, becoming vegan, purifying your water, let's say, all these healthy things that raise your vibration, they do so because you believe they do, so you create it so. You could sit in a dark room on your own and become enlightened if you believed yourself capable of doing so. It's the beliefs that we co coexist within, that we co-experience, that are passed down generation to generation, that defy mm. the society that we are coexisting in now, that we are co-creating. And it's the work we're doing, brother, and the, the countless people around the world that are awakening and leading from the front that are changing the very fabric of the reality that we are, that we are co-creating, that we're experiencing. Yes, you, you, you touch upon two very major things. You know, on a side note, if I'm creating my reality, why are we seeing the same things? We're just in a collective agreement that these exist. Mm -hmm. You know, that I know a car does this. I, the, the, that now I know that an airplane can fly. So we're going to, you know, the more we're in an agreement with something, the more we put our focus and accept on something and accept it as it is, then it's real. The other thing that you really touched upon is you, you were saying, you know, that I have a belief that God will answer my prayers. And so as this awakening journey, we come to realize, you know, it doesn't matter what we call it. Some, you know, uh, you know, I don't believe in this God business, David. It doesn't matter who you're calling it, Allah, uh, Buddha, or all rivers of truth come into the middle and say the same thing. And there is a divine intelligence. There is, you know, we have our consciousness. We're part of the collective consciousness, but it is the super consciousness, the, the warehouse of all knowledge, the storehouse of all ideas. We're, we're in that, that mind of God, if you will. But what is, what is it? We were taught more conditioning. You know, when I, when I say these names and I bring this up, I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about the conditioning and the stories that we were told all throughout our life, that if you don't follow what I say to do, that's God saying to do, you're going to be in the burning pit of hell. Mm -hmm. you're, you're going to be in eternal damnation. And, you know, that flies in the face of what God is. God is benevolent love. Yes. 
the thinking of the world is 360 degrees backwards on the thinking of God. God is the molecule that is everything. God created us to, to love himself, that there is only love. If you're a parent, you can really, you know, sink your teeth into this because, um, you know, if our sons or our daughters, if our children did something that we didn't like, you know, we're not going to, um, you know, cast them off for the rest of their life, mm -hmm. uh, you know, spare some, uh, some catastrophic things. But we, you know, we would love them unconditionally. We, it doesn't matter what you do, who you are, who you love, what you do, child, I will always love you. I love you without limits. There is nothing that you can't, that you, you know, that you can't do that I will stop loving you. I love you. To be who you are, with you know, this is the love of God. We are never judged. In the mind of God, there is He does God in the mind of God. He doesn't even know what forgiveness is, because there is no need of it. Because with forgiveness meant that there was condemnation. Mm -hmm. If we were judged, that means is condemnation and we're never condemned 100%. okay so the 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 aspect to really psychologically to understand is reality was created only in love we come from love for, to return to love right to be to be who we are our whole journey here is to remember who we are and to be who we are. I'm not a body. I am in the one mind of God. I am the one light. I am the light. It, you know, the ego cannot fathom what one means. You know, when we die, even Hollywood movies, they see a transparent ghost of us leaving the body. Even right now, when we're thinking of these astral projections and we're seeing my invisible uh, shape of who I think I am leaving my body and hovering, that is not who I am. The ego cannot fathom what one means. We're still thinking God's over here, this human form, and, and the children of God, the creation, is over here. You know, it's like having... You know, I say it many times, you know, because this is going into the illusions of reality, why we believe what we believe. Mm -hmm. The outside antenna, which is everything that's attached to our human skin, the outside antenna is attached to our skin, the eyes, the nose, ears, the mouth. Everything is attached. The outside intent is telling me that this illusion, the separation, you know, how am I not a body? How am I, how are we one when you are over there and I am over here? How am I one with God? It, and I'm still putting this individual, I'm still thinking, here's the creation, we're one, 
He is God. Oh, we're all one, okay. Mm. No, we are just the one candle. Mm. We are the we are in the mind of God. We are the illusion. And we broke off to experience itself. Yeah. We had a tiny, you know, we had a tiny mad idea. We wanted to, hey, <laughs> see how it feels to, to be outside of God's love, the divine love. Let's, so this whole time, we're guilty of rejecting divine love. We're here this whole time. We're guilt. We have this guilt in us. We don't know why we have, we, we can't place our finger on why there's this guilt. It's because we, we, we rejected love. This whole illusionary world, this whole illusionary world, this whole dream world is the dedication of keeping divine love out. The forms, everything that we see, the illusions, are the very dedication of the split mind of the ego to keep divine love out. So this is why it's very important to understand what really is illusion. What are the illusion? And one of those big ones is the separation. That we not fragmented, even though my human eyes in the, the, the constriction of this perception is seeing you over there and me here, but all I'm seeing in the singularity is just the reflections off one star. Beautiful, beautifully put. And to, to to share my viewpoint on the reason for being here, without friction, without an aspect of conflict, without friction, there is no spark of energy. So without friction, there's no existence. So in the single element of self, when we are, when we were, fully connected in completion in the light there's only light there's nothing to experience other than the light so there's no definition to compare it to and if i was which i am but let's keep that quiet because a lot of people have been condemned and persecuted throughout history for it but if i was god which again i am but don't tell anyone if i was god and i knew everything and i could create anything at the single flick of my finger or the single focus of my attention, I would split myself into infinite different versions across infinite different realms to have infinite different experiences simply because I can with the viewpoint that potentially collectively each one of those aspects of myself experiencing infinite different realms of potentials and experiences will collect all the information return it back to whence it came, return it back to, to home, to source, to heaven, to God, and then put together all that information to maybe discover the, the burning question that rests and resides within us all. Where am I from and why am I here? 
if I was God and I knew everything other than where I was from and why I was here, I would do exactly what I just said. I would split myself up to go on a field trip, to come to earth school, to learn and to grow and across all other schools, all other realms of existence to potentially discover where I'm from and why I'm here. Just as we go through that process of reconnecting, rediscovering where I'm from and why I'm here. And it is, it's, it's love is the core foundation of it all. It's the, the, the frequency that we are and that any time that we are in love, it's easy, it's effortless, it's joyful, it's blissful. And it's so easy to become separate from it, like you say, because of the way that we are programmed, because of the way that we're educated, because we're told that this person is different because of this reason, or that person is separate to us because of whatever else reason. And then the ego mind and the collective ego consciousness believes that if something is different or that we can't understand it, it must be fearful. It must be negative. And what we're fearful of, what the ego is fearful of, it will push away and condemn and try to even attack and destroy as opposed to going, okay, I don't know. I'm the mighty ego. I need to stay in control. If I don't understand it, it must be wrong. So it's allowing <laughs> the ego to have that thought and going, I see you, but it's all perfect. Yes, this is, it's very fundamentally important to understand that we are created in love. That is the only thing that's real. Um, you know, I love, uh, of course, the miracles, uh, you know, uh, states that, that, you know, nothing real can be threatened. Yes. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. So, what, what it's really stating there, these illusions, which are the projections of our fear, the, the illusions that we see, this separation, other illusions of reality, time. We were briefly talking about that earlier. Uh, we have separation, time, scarcity, chaos and death. These are big illusions of reality that we feel are real. It's very important to, to capitalize on this, that only love is real. That is the only thing that is real. Fear and anything projection from the egoic mind, the perspective of that limited experienced thought upon the world, is not real. And so we, we were talking about separation where these forms, these bodies, this energy that this took, and I, you're over here, I'm over, you know, I'm over here. But time, time is another big prisoner that we keep from experience the reality that we want to see. I was talking, uh, that Sadhguru said that faint, you know, great line that all the thought is, is a recycled experience. Mm -hmm. So the, the trappings of time and the illusions of that is that we're always thinking and looking at the world through the lens of the past. 
Yes. In, you know, in, in, or worried about the future. Instead of being, you know, where love is right now in this, mm. this second, this moment right here, we're always, you know, the ego thinks the past equals the future. Where higher being, true, true self, is right now. This moment of divine love equals the future. Yeah, it, time is, because we're always reviewing it and going back, this is who I am, this is my identity. The past is not who you are. Time it's is not real. Time is the one factor of perceived limitation or control that re remains within my experience. And it's not dependent on me, it's dependent on other people. So my external projection, so it is me because everybody else is me. But whenever I come to a point where if there's a time set dependent on my children or somebody that expects something of me, I then bring all of that weight and pressure on myself as opposed to staying in a, a free and limitless place of being. Um, and in truth to say, I don't have enough time is, is a lie because the one thing we always have is time when we're born from the moment we're born to the moment we die, we always have time. We each get a certain amount within the life, but within each day we all get the same amount. 64,000 moments of now. I believe it, yeah. it was included in a poem of mine. So it's what we do with that time that defies us, whether we use it to throw away in focusing on the past or the future, or whether we experience it in this moment of now and picturing yeah. yourself as a glass and the amount of time you have each sip of the glass, it allows you to then better utilize that, that water, that energy if you're spending half of it worrying about the future and the other half worrying about the past, no wonder you haven't got anything left to experience and enjoy this moment of now. Well, well that's a huge revelation when, you know, because everyone that could be watching is, what do you mean? I, I am my past. That's who I am. And time and space are not real. Time and space is a man-made concept to put again labels on everything to judge to pass judgment on everything if we're floating right now with the one light we're not saying this is tuesday afternoon we're not saying hey what about monday it, it's right now i'm going to answer a question from Bella that is incredibly powerful yeah. and having tuned into you, I can feel exactly what you're feeling. And I'd like to explain the way that we choose everything that we experience. We choose to come here to learn certain releases of negative emotions. Let's say yours, Maybe heartache, sorrow, grief. It may be guilt, it may be anger, it may be fear, whatever it is. You've come here to, to transcend that, that vibrational prison. And you have signed a contract to do so. And 
tasked other people in the experience, in the co-creation of it. Again, likened to a computer game, the level you are playing at the moment is the one of overcoming grief, of overcoming a fear or a sadness of loss. Your son, the character he played, he played his role perfectly in the game, in the experience, and he's not gone. Because again, reality exists in the mind or your interpretation of it. When you focus on the positive connection and feelings that he allowed you to experience, that he gifted you, it will bring you back to a full connection within your heart center to him. Energetically, he is still with you as he is always going to remain so. The character that you play could have been actually just a secondary character in his game. And he came here to experience a fleeting moment of now to learn everything that he was required to learn and to allow for you to continue to go forward in your own way. You chose the learnings, not always the exact way that they are brought to you. If you defy them lifetime after lifetime, the result will get more and more severe into the point where the pressure is so severe that you literally smash into a thousand pieces this thousand pieces then is able to escape or to be released from the body that it is housed within from the separate form that it is contained within so that you can then return back more effortlessly and freely to once you came there is nothing that needs to be forgiven or even consciously understood it is just the acceptance of it all we need to do is accept if it's sunny and blissful and beautiful and enriching, accept it. Don't attach to it. Don't classify it as good or bad. Just accept it as an experience. If it's dark and cold and raining and gloomy, don't try and run away from it. Just accept it. It's exactly the same thing. It's just an experience. Your mind is just attached good and bad. Your son was here. And he is still here. His physical representation of himself has passed as he is no longer part of your journey forwards in that way. His character in the avatar sense is no longer part of the game that you are playing. So it's up to you what game you play going forwards. One where you're always looking behind you, wishing that you could go back. Or one where you accept that in just as a Disney film there is always or more often than not the passing of a loved one and it is that passing which allows you to then come into a new path a new experience and a new moment of now one which actually leads you that you are co-creating whilst experiencing it towards your happy ever after we don't know the bigger picture of things and it's not for us to know is for us to accept that everything we experience is divine in nature and that if you are connected to your heart there is nothing that is outside you as you are it all fully and completely embodied yes that's many things that's the other illusion and it's very uh, emotional 
and is very strong, especially, you know, my, my heart goes out to, uh, goes out to her. And, you know, I, I myself, I know that pretty much my entire family has passed away and transcended. And that was one of the illusions of reality to really understand. You know, the illusion of death is the fallacy that the essence of who we are can be destroyed and thus cease to exist. Again, what is God? What is, what is energy? Energy is omnipotent, omnipresent at all places, at all times. This is describing divine love, divine intelligence, God. Hmm. It's describing who I am. It's describing who you are. It's describing who we are. There is no leaving. The form changes, uh, you know, uh, you know, when I leave this form, I, I return back to pure divine love and I'll come back as another form. So it's, it's great to know that I'm not Dave Vargas. For this return trip, I am. <laughs> You're the vessel. You're, whatever you place water into, it becomes. Place it in the cup, it becomes the cup. Place it in the bath, it becomes the, cup, uh, the bath. Place it back into the ocean and it remembers it's part of the ocean. In fact, it is the mighty ocean itself. It, yes, and and it's you know when it sounds like ah oh, okay, but this is what helped me comfort me knowing that you know my mom's not gone, and they're all still here. They're still able to experience me, and that and we're conditioned to be in sorrow. We're conditioned to be powerless. We're conditioned that. What we're really to do in other cultures that celebrate when someone transcends and leaves to the next form yes. in, in, in the stage of the uh, transforming of the energy, they're celebrating, celebrating the life and the honor. And, you know, and if we have these Hollywood illusions of uh, who we are when we leave this form, this bodily form, you know, if I, when I leave Dave Vargas and I'm looking at my son, my daughter, my loved ones and my friends, I, I, I want to look on them and seeing their head in their hands, crying that I'm gone and being in sorrow. I, I envision my mom and other people live, get up, you know, honor and cherish, honor their memory of who they are honor what they, their unfinished, we perceive as their unfinished business. What we really know and come to understand is their journey and this learning of what they needed to do, there was no more to do. And so there is, you know, their passing is the next level of for everyone else to understand how to transcend and still give out divine love to everybody. But this will not be the blockade and that we're going to be the example to show everyone how to remove the blocks to love. Okay, but, the, but that's what comforts me, that live, you know, uh, 
living out louder is not just as you know a brand name it's being who we are the amplified you yes it, the dreams and the to love to bring people together to give that out you know you know this is a you know we're in such a strange time many different countries have had more lockdown than others um but there's always uh, you know we only want to be nice to people we know very rarely do we want to extend that out to people we don't know maybe strangers mm-hmm. but there's a point in our life when someone extended kindness to us we always felt like oh wow you know i didn't deserve that you know maybe they lent me some money when i was down and out or so whatever it is there's a moment in our life like you know I, I, you know i'm such a bomb and you gave me you know you didn't have to do this wow like that's the miracle of love of forgiveness that's the why extending the love out whenever we have extended love out or love was extended to us where were we we weren't living in the past where were we we were not worrying about the future we were in the power of the now moment we were in reality instead of replaying a movie reel someone's gone or i got fired or my wife left me no i'm here in love i'm here someone let me know that we are one someone just gave me a reminder yes that we're not separate that's it so yeah with that said is it more beneficial then not to go around shining your love on everybody equally and unconditionally so that everybody you come into contact with is a memory or a reminder of who you are in yourself you are the light in you the light that is that love that source love is brighter than even a thousand suns and the sun shines equally and unconditionally upon all people it doesn't say oh, karen's a bit of a bitch so i'm not going to shine on karen today it wouldn't be the sun if it chose not to shine on certain people when we can shine our love on everybody knowing that people that are negative or hostile they still have that love within them. They just have further layers of separation, imitation, fears, whatever it is. They're further down within the frequency chart. They're, they're deeper in the matrix, whatever way you want to word it. They're more asleep. They still have that God essence in them as they are that same aspect of yourself. Sometimes by shining love upon somebody that is angry, it might melt away that separate form and return them back into to a feeling of love and remind them that actually yeah that feels good maybe i'll go forward and try to do something to help somebody else and reconnect that feeling of love within them it's that ripple effect fucking beautiful very quickly dave can you introduce i've just pulled up your facebook page i'm going to share that share the page on the screen if it works and look, look at the ugly mug next to you on your um on your on your introduction i was like who's that oh look at that (laughs) that's me Uh, so this is when we had our our interview together yes 
And this is the, is this the best place for people to contact you in regards to finding out more about you, connecting to you, hearing your story, being part of your journey and having you assist them in theirs, in their awakening process and living out loud? Yes, that's the most updated version of where I am. I have a website and all that, but that's where I am most of the time. That's where the quickest to get in touch with me. It's also where you're going to find um, my monthly meditation events that I have. You know, it's donation-based. Anybody can attend to this. It's a heart-centered donation if you can. But uh, So you'll find all events that I have going on. And, um, and working with me, if someone wants to, um, you know, do a one-on-one -on -one mentorship and to, you know, ascend and start living a purpose-filled, uh, driven life instead of being the victim, instead of being the slave to the outside environment, we want to start admitting divine love and st start emitting and creating the reality instead of the opposite beautiful beautiful you know? and anybody listening i do highly recommend that you go over give dave a follow if nothing else and have a look at all of his content because it is it's very enriching very expansive and and very heartfelt and anytime that we do we come from that heart center it 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 speaks without words required. It's, it's that feeling of love, that warm and safe space that the divine masculine that can create for the feminine to then flow freely within. And it's that creation within the self, that unity within the individual, as well as the collective, which is bringing us into that space of liberation and unity. Um, yeah, beautiful. As a as a technique, as a closing point, I would love to, with something that came to me that I wanted to share, to reconnect back to that love, to know that you are the divine embodied and that you're not separate to anything, is to utilize something as simplistic as the breath. So anybody listening, when you take a breath in and out, is something that you do mindlessly throughout the day. To become mindful of the breath, is a form of meditation in itself, a very simplistic form, but meditation is simple. It doesn't need to be confused. It doesn't need to be made anything other than that which it is. So as you breathe in, you can watch and picture as that air fills your body and becomes part of you. And as that life force essence runs and churns and pulsates and flows around your entire being. And as you breathe out, you breathe out everything and anything which is no longer required. Simple. The breath that I am experiencing is the same breath that you are experiencing. So we're connected by the breath to one another. It's the same air that we breathe. And the air, as it comes into me and becomes part of me, as I fully embody it, as it becomes part of my very fabric, as it becomes integrated into me at a cellular level and allows for my cells to continue to regrow, creating a new version of myself moment upon moment, a new version of reality moment upon moment that we are co-creating together moment upon moment. That breath, picture just outside as it enters, as the tip of your nose 
the area of breath. As you breathe it in, where is it that it becomes part of you? Is it part of you as it enters the nostrils? Is it part of you as it travels down your airways, filling your lungs? Or is it part of you just in front of you? And as you sit with that focus upon the breath, just in front of your face, extend your awareness out, outside of the room, outside of the house, outside of the area you're within, all the way to you. Now, Dave, I'm connected to you and that breath that you are breathing in is the same breath as me. We are connected by the breath and we are never separate to it. And whatever part of the breath that we are experiencing, we are experiencing it through the acceptance of it. I accept the breath as it enters and I accept it as it exits. If I were only wanted to experience the positive situations and I accepted the breath in, I was like, right, that's it. I don't want any negatives. I'm not going to let it out now. I would quite quickly become in a state of disease. It wouldn't be any good to me to try and hold on to that breath. By letting go and releasing everything, knowing that it's not mine, I'm just experiencing it. It allows for the new breath to enter through the acceptance of it. Knowing that we are all connected and co-creating this experience simultaneously to be experiencing it together. Yes. The power of the breath. Because it's an, a beautiful another tool to bring us back to the power of this now moment. Yes. Focus on breath. We're not thinking of the past. We're not worried about the future here present now, the present the divine love of reality mm. of where we are and that's healing mm. healing is it can happen the moment the instant that no longer anyone's placing any value on suffering We're not made to suffer. Divine love, calmness, and peace is a natural state. That's who we really are. Beautifully put. Beautiful. Dave, my brother, thank you. Truly, this has been absolutely divine and a magical experience. Thank you for being part of my journey as I'm part of yours. Thank you for being part of the first episode of the new show. And for continuing to live louder in everything that you do. You got it. Thank you so much. Uh, again, I'm so glad for everyone to join us and to have me on with you, to co-create with you and to, you know, spread the message of divine love to everybody. You know, thank you again and peace and blessings to you. Peace and blessings, love and light. And for anybody listening that, thinks that this episode might share might be shared to assist anybody else please go ahead and share it as wide as possible just as you share that love and look for it look for our love everywhere you go and give yourself the opportunity and the chance to see it thank you to everyone listening bella sending you all my love and if there's anything i can do to further assist please just reach out and ask love and light um, Thank you. Peace out.
be sure to share today's episode to assist in the collective awakening and global ascension of humanity. Thank you for who you are and everything you do. From my heart to yours, I am with you now and forever.